Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, a.k.a. Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Pick. Are you sure about that? <laughs> How come not the Pick Guardian? I don't know. Hey, this is Todd Novak. Glad you are with us, listening wherever you are in full... Stereo, 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 stereo. Unless you <laughs> happen to be, I don't know, you only have one ear or something, which is <laughs> sad. Not that there's anything wrong with no, that. No, nothing wrong That's with right. that. Sorry, Jerry. Uh, so anyways, more importantly, on the line is... Florian Schneider of... Millimetric Instrument. Yes, yes Millimetric Instrument. So it's Florian's me. joined us uh, several times because he's a good guy and he's fun to talk to and he makes cool stuff. Oh, thank you. Yes. Very cool. Uh, we have all had very busy guitar weeks and all sorts of things. And before we get into all that, we just want to share a little bit of something. Hit it, Tony. Hey! Well, jeez. Hey, if you think what we're doing here on the Guitar Knobs, you can show your support by becoming a patron on Patreon, of course. That's right. That's patreon.com. For less than the cost of a handful of guitar picks or even one of those big old shredder picks made of lucite that's about an eighth of an inch thick. No, no, you're talking like, uh, they're like almost an inch thick now. They're crazy. Almost an inch thick, yeah. if you can believe it. It's, you break the string. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. You, it's you can't, you can't even. You, know, you can't go on with ah, well, Anyhow, you can keep this podcast running, even if you're a shredder. And for the cost of a couple of your favorite microbrews, you know, whatever you like, one, two, five, ten, whatever, <laughs> you can get one of our super cool guitar knob t-shirts as well. As, as well as many other tiers. Yeah, there's many, many tiers. Not the kinds you cry, but no. the kinds you climb. Yeah, the, that's the, right. We cry tears of happiness when we see you. Honestly we do enter a tier i've i've seen todd do that you can uh, support the show at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and we really do appreciate you sharing in our experiences and of course we appreciate your continued support and your subscription well done yeah all right bravo my man thank you bravo Bravo. Thank you, sir. I'm a now paid I got professional. A French Bravo too, with the <laughs> the proper Ooh la la. tongue roll. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, I mean, let's just get on with it, right? Yeah, let's do let's it. Do it. I'm trying to think if there was any other sort of newsy bits. Um, we just ordered new more shirts, so those will be coming at you. I think I'm going to try to do like a flash sale on Instagram. Uh, and they were all, they're also available from what we just mentioned, but more to come. And I think, uh, Jared just made some shirts too. So absolutely. He's going to figure out how to get those to everybody. Maybe a flash sale for Jared too. Maybe. Well, we shall see. <gasps> Jared, tell us what you did this week. Well, there's a few things. Number one, you just stole it from me. The shirt thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. And, and I want to no. Okay, bye. Really, the only thing I want to add to that is that the, Todd helped me out with that design, so I wanted to throw some credit out to Todd. He did a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, but no, the really fun, cool stuff, um, as far as gear, um, I finally got to put together my full stack um, for my Plexi clone. And the top... Cab came this week, 
and uh, it has pre-roll <clears throat> speakers in it. And uh, the thing sounds like gold. It's just, I love this cab. I love this setup. I love everything that that it uh, brings to my ears and how it makes my ears bleed. <laughs> and it's super loud. It's glorious. It's everything I thought it was going to be. Very happy. Very happy with this new amp. And for for those who don't know, that's ever probably everybody knows by now. I do make pickups for a living, so I my whole line of thinking was I should have some notable good amplifiers test my gear in, so I could be taken seriously by everybody. Um, and that was mostly the reason why I I stepped up on my amp game. So really happy now all i have to do because i have several other amps too that i enjoy and i like and i test stuff on so now i have to find a way to to efficiently hook them all up together so i could you know switch over without pulling jackson it out box made, i need man. a nice oh, custom-made switch box no nah, you just take the output from the marshall and plug it into the output <laughs> of the fender and crank them both up to 10 <laughs> see which one wins oh boy for yeah. for a nice uh, aby you should uh, uh look for uh nerd knuckle uh pedals he makes like a uh, multiple out uh, AB, ABY plus 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 right. plus how much you want uh, isolated wow. uh, outputs it's really nice really nice pedals yeah. so what was that pedal called again uh, uh, nerd yeah. knuckle well the brand is nerd knuckle I think I can uh, I should put that nerd on the uh, alright cool. on the Facebook group but it's yeah it's nice pedals for cool. switching stuff yeah and if anybody else has any suggestions go ahead and throw it on the Facebook group that would be great yeah, so that's uh, pretty much what I had going on this week. And uh, there, there's a lot more, but I'm going to save that for another week, of course. Of course. But, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty pretty stoked right now. There's nothing fun, more fun than getting new gear to mess with. So. For sure, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Florian, what have you been doing this week? Oh, man. I'm really busy at the moment uh, with the sonor and the guitars. Um, so this week I made some paint on, uh, some new paints test, uh, pink one for bass and, uh, gold, uh, shoreline gold for uh, an MG6 uh, body, the double cut uh, model. So that was fun. And I'm working on, uh, my first, uh, acoustic guitar. So I started drawing in 3d the, the whole thing just to try, uh, some things out and, uh, yeah. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty intense. Uh, Very cool. on all of that. First yeah. acoustic, like, like, uh, well, yeah. it won't be a traditional acoustic, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, well, it, it will be a mix of a uh, few things. Yeah, it'll, it'll have your spin on it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's, yeah. It not, it's not gonna be like a, a dreadnought or any, any, you okay. know. Yeah. Yeah. As long it's as it's be- Florian like, that's <laughs> what we like. <laughs> yeah, well, he will have that that twist uh, why well, yeah. I, I have a lot of things to learn in that uh area so uh, yeah we'll see uh, how that turns out cool tony <laughs> <laughs> um i just got in some really cool material this week 
Um, like brocade or? Yes, okay. uh, something in a nice sash. <laughs> I'm putting sashes on all my guards. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's a, uh, I, I, I've. That I've, would actually look, wait, wait, hold, hold on. That would actually look kind of freaking cool. If you think, think about this for a second. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Think about think about like like a like a Les Paul style pickguard yes. popped out a little bit. Yeah. Now think about the like the ribbon that you would put in a lapel out to the call out to uh, the lapel button loop out to the collar like mm-hmm. in military uniforms. I think that's like a European style kind of military uniform. Okay. Um, but maybe French. But anyways, that would actually look kind of kind of cool. I think. I'm just saying. No, you know, like like a metal ribbon kind of thing, you know, not like metal, like, ah, but like metal, metal, <laughs> like a medallion. Metal. Yeah. A medallion. OK, go on. Will. OK. What's your story? So any <laughs> medallion. So anyhow, this. Uh, so the, the two materials that I got, I can't get in the U.S. Um, this stuff is from China and I'm never crazy about buying stuff from overseas. But here's the deal. It's. A lot less expensive, and I can't believe how quickly I can get something shipped from China or Singapore. Uh, I mean, it, it's like faster than if I ordered something in the U.S. If I order something, you know, say from like All Parts or something like that, it takes me a week to get here. Yeah. When I order something from China, it takes three days. That's a big deal. I mean, that's awesome. And. So you have the time thing down, but how about the quality of the product? Are you satisfied? I, I'm very happy. This is uh, uh, the two materials that I ordered. Uh, was uh, it, It's called uh, Tiger Eye Shell, so Ooh. it's kind of orange and black. That I've seen cool. that. Yeah, yeah, I think you've seen that. Yeah. And then there's also the Zebra Shell, which is like black and white and silver. It's the like same kind of thing. Crazy small lines. Yeah, psychedelic are, stuff. It's cool. But I just ordered a boatload of it in from, well, not literally a boatload, but <laughs> a bunch in. And, and I'm just, I was just shocked at, one, how little it cost, and two, how fast it got to me. Um, yeah. So it's like, what else to do? So think, what would Karen? that go on? What would you put that on? I mean, I've used them on everything from, I'm trying to think, somebody did a Strat. I've done a couple Teleguards in those materials. Mm. People are just looking for something a little bit different, I guess. Are you going to see what else they carry? Yeah, I think I will. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if, it, it, it's sad, but because I, I do like to support American companies, and and for a lot of the specialty stuff, like the perloids and tortoise and things like that, any celluloid materials they don't make it anymore. I, right? it, well, yeah. they do. Oh, but there's a company that's extremely difficult to deal with up in New England. Yeah, and uh, I've been trying to buy direct from them for. The, as long as I've been in business, yeah, and I can't even get a return phone call. Well, hey, if you're listening, said company in <laughs> New England, New England <laughs> begins too, with a D. Too busy, <laughs> ends in a mar. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I even run into the guy at, 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 at Nam shows, yeah, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm ready to buy, and you know, their first reaction is, well, you've got to buy three to five thousand dollars worth. And I said. I will buy three to five thousand dollars worth right now, and it's huh. and, and they just—I don't know what it is. Interesting. I Somebody mean, give them a poke, will you? <laughs> out there. Weird. So that's—I guess that's my point. Maybe so, they okay. just don't like money. Yeah, it's quite they, possible. They, yeah. yeah, who does? I mean, <laughs> I hate this stuff. I don't need money. Yeah. It's yeah. green, and you know, yeah. smells kind of funny. Everybody touches it. <laughs> so that was my that that's that's the big I mean there's other things 
that happened this week, of course. But that's uh, that's that's one of the things that just that's struck good. me as interesting are, are, are and there, odd. Are there thing are there materials that you are still seeking that you haven't run across, or something that you're like? I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sure I'm, you've seen just about everything as far what as about yeah, you know, 1969 Perloid back. Well, that I can have that made. Yeah, well. that's that's easy peasy now. But no, you the one thing that that is still. I don't know who makes it or if, if it's even made anymore, but in the late 60s, mid to late 60s and into the 70s, Fender used this really bright, bright red tortoise material, and you cannot find it. I mean, there is a red tortoise that is like a screen-printed material, mm-hmm. and it looks horrible. Like bowling ball kind of thing? Well, it's like Kurt Cobain's uh, Jaguar. Yeah. Or not Jaguar, his uh, Mustang. Right. He had that very bright, bright, bright yeah. red pick guard. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. It, it reminds me of uh, bowling balls. Yeah, I guess it is because it's kind of red and white and maybe a little bit of yellow thrown in there too. Yeah. And you can't. I mean, there is just not a reasonable substitute. I have people asking for it all the time, and mm-hmm. I, I tell them they're I making can, Kurt Cobain guitars. Right? I guess nine times out of ten, that's what yeah. it's for. Yeah. Interesting. Eight times out of ten. So, but that's that's the one thing I and I like celluloid material. Sure. And you know, if I can find it, then and then the choices in celluloid are just like slim to none. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than tortoise material. Um, hmm. That's interesting. It. Well, well, what's going on in your world? One at a time. One at a time. Okay, so last episode, I was on the hunt for an acoustic guitar. And I got one. Yay! And our our friend from the Great White North is going to be happy because it's an Art and Luthery. Oh, Canada! Yes, and made by the Godin made factory. by happy Canadians with national health. Yes, That's right. thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, and it I absolutely love it. I I am over the moon with it. It sounds fantastic. Yep, it is. Ext- I'm very happy with the build, um, and I'm going to put that video up of the factory so that now I, I got to remember to do that. I, by the time you hear this, I will have done that. So there. <laughs> nice. Now, aren't you glad you didn't get that nasty yeah, Martin? I, I well, the nasty Martin you're, you're referencing is the uh, the DXAE, which is sort of like a full body ovation back. Uh, huh. Ovation celebrity bag. It's all plastic. The yep. whole thing's plastic. Um, huh. But the neck was really cool on that. I did. I did like the neck quite a bit. But anyways, this is. It's great. I'm. I'm very happy with it. And the electronics are fantastic. I plugged it in straight away, and I was stunned at how true to the actual acoustic sound it was coming out of my amp. Um, my friend I- loaned me a Takamini top of the line Cadillac blinged out everything and I don't think it sounded nearly as good as this but you know that's just me it's very subjective of course it's a nice guitar thank you plays well sounds good what yeah, more can you ask for exactly and Except it didn't custom set of pickguards it didn't break my bank Godin really really makes nice nice stuff uh, for for the price yeah I, well, and this is an interesting thing in the video. I was telling Tony about this. Um, they do a pressure test. Mr. Monsieur Godin, he's, he's doing the pressure test for the, for the spruce top mm-hmm. and marks it 
as I think it was like 639 or something like that. And, he, and he's got all excited. He says, wow, this is 639 or whatever pounds of pressure. This is, a, this is fantastic. Uh, you know, and he says, we never go below X number or it's just, it just goes straight in the trash. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is stick a little mirror or something inside the sound hole and see if I can see where that's marked. Because they, they say they mark every single one of the tops. Oh, so yeah. I just kind of want to see what my number is. Could you get something like they had in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and mm-hmm. shrink yourself down small enough so you could climb uh-huh. inside? Maybe. I should ask my friend who was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh! Yeah, yeah. he was the little blonde kid. Ooh, For real. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brush with greatness. Yeah. Anyways, so I was super told about that and I got it kind of like quote unquote B stock because there was a little scratch on the front. So I saved like 75 bucks. Not pissed. Got a used case for like 39 bucks, cleaned it all up. It's fantastic. Get the smoke smell out. Put no the smoke ob- smell. Put no the obligatory smell. black and white checkerboard tape on it. <laughs> yes, because that's my what I do with my gear. And Tony is going to do a custom uh, double. What would you call that? Is that a, I, call I it keep a double. calling it a bat wing, but. It's a, it's a double pick guard, basically. Okay, double lower, pick guard. Mirrored, mirrored guard. Upper and lower mirrored guard, reminiscent of Johnny Cash's. Uh, early guitar with his name in the fretboard. That's, yeah. That's on, um, I think that's the one that's on display at the Hall of Fame. Are you going to get Novak uh, put in the fretboard? <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah. So there's that. So that's it. So we had a, that was a quick week for everybody. There's so much other stuff. And I, I like, I want to keep talking about all the stuff we're doing, but we got to save things for the next episode, I right. suppose. Okay, so we're going to get through our main topic, and then we have, towards the end, our Would You Rather. And if you haven't been on the Facebook group lately, you need to, because we have been putting, uh, we're retroactively putting our Would You Rather polls on the Facebook group. Would you rather? But we're not doing that right now, so put that back in the (laughs) hat, mister. Save it. (laughs) Save it. Okay. Our main topic is grab bag this week. Yay! And by grab bag, Tony's actually grabbing a bag. That's right. It's a Marshall bag. It is a Marshall bag. And so... It's cool. This topic is essentially, we're just bringing four quick things that we wanted to kind of throw past each other. So we're going to have four quick topics and see what happens. All right? Let's do it. Is that okay with everybody? <laughs> Total random shout out, by the way. Freaking Mark Marin. Damn, I love that show. Yeah. Huh? WTF. Gosh dang it. I just I love that show. Yeah. And he's a great guitar player, too. I love listening to his guitar. I love his Gallagher I, episode. I did, I did send him a shirt and, and a note just for, hey, thanks for a great show. Anyway, I don't know why I said that. You guys haven't listened to it give it a listen i guess i'm gonna have to listen to it it's a premium content so you can listen to all of them you know he goes back years yes like seven years he's been doing it a long time a long time but the cool thing is he talks to mostly like creative people artists um huh. not not painters uh you know in the arts of different you know comedians actors writers yeah. musicians it's great fantastic wtf yep yep and i didn't get a penny for that so <laughs> <laughs> what does WTF stand for, Todd? Uh, working from home. No, that's right. <laughs> that's some I don't know. WFH. Anyways. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah. so here we go. Grab bag. Jared. Yeah, okay, man. You're first, buddy. All right, so my idea, my grab bag topic uh, stems from me looking on social media in certain groups, and guys bring this up all the time, so I thought it's a great topic. Um, there's a lot of black and white opinions about it. You either love it or you hate it, but it's it's hardware. Do, do you like relic hardware? Um, nickel hardware, chrome hardware, and then there's gold hardware. And then the fact that the gold on on your hardware really doesn't last that long, well, especially hold, hold if you're on, wiping Hold on, time out. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, you gotta narrow that because that's right. like all hardware. I just want to talk about and gold there's hardware. black hardware. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm gonna guys. go for the gold. Then. Gold hardware. Can we start that? Sure. All right. All right. Let me rewind it. Don't let that pizza come shooting out of your nose, Jared. <laughs> okay, hit it. I love pizza. <laughs> okay. Okay, man, my grab bag item is going to be gold hardware. And All right. This whole idea stems from social media. A lot of uh, guys are asking others on the medias, like, hey, how can I preserve my gold hardware? And my answer is just try not to touch it. Don't play I mean, your guitar. <laughs> yeah. You can't. What do you mean don't try not to touch it? You just try not to do because if you touch it, you'll put a smudge on it. If you put a smudge on it, you'll wipe the smudge off. Why? If, if you wipe the smudge off, what it'll, you'll just wear down on the gold plating and before you know it, your gold plating's because it's not actually gold plating. Well, no, it's, 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 it's real gold, gold plating. It's real gold plating. Get yeah. out of here. Yes. For realsies. Even on the, even on the machine heads? Yes. Yeah. Get brass hardware. Oh, there you go. I like that. <laughs> but brass tarnishes too. However, you can bring you can, that back can, to shine. Yeah. And it'll always stay brass. But the gold that goes away and it drives some guys nuts. Me, I love how the gold plating wears off. And I love the green. I do too. I love the gold. <laughs> oxi- I love the oxidation, the green, crumbly, you know, crumbly looking gold look. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know why. I just love an old aged look. Yeah. And I like it done naturally. Yeah. Um, you know, building pickups, people say, hey, can you do aged gold? You mean with oxy you're in? And I'll say, man, I, I just, <laughs> it's a pain to aged gold. It's a pain to do that. It's, you just, just buy the new gold and it'll wear out, you know, just don't wipe it off. Yeah, well, but it'll yeah, oxidize. but in theory, if you did want to speed that up, right? Uh, in in theory, again, because I'm not a professional. Get a rag and a metal polish. It just takes no, it no, right I'm off. Just or saying, oven if cleaner. you just if you just rub your hand all over it, because essentially it's the oils that are your your oils, oils are breaking it down. The oils right. and the acid. So and, if you and there's if you immediately just get oils on it, just, just touch rub your hand all over it. Like a two-year-old, just and then let it, it go, right. and then just let it sit there, and That's then like in a couple of weeks, wipe it off. <laughs> Not even in a couple of weeks, just in leave a couple it there. minutes. Yeah, no? scant seconds. <laughs> so put it in the microwave. So my advice, I'm going to stand don't, by don't it forever. Put it in the Please do Dude, not put it in a microwave. If if you're going to try to preserve your gold hardware, good luck to you. Just. Try not to touch it. That's okay, just the so, best thing. So let's let's say somebody in, just inherited um, a 
I don't know. Les Paul Customs got gold yep. on it. Old Les Paul Custom, right? Oh, yeah. They just inherited it. And the gold is all but gone. Leave it. Well, leave it like that. I would. All right. I think I, I think it looks I'm not saying you wouldn't. I'm just asking. I love an old like, you know, flying V or Explorer that originally had old mm-hmm. gold hardware. You see, there's gold in the crevices and where you can't touch it. It's still true. there, or but the screw heads on the right. on the pickups. I, I mean, so it's always cool. Head, yeah. That's that's the that's the whole point about relic guitars. I think uh, if I would be to get um uh, Les Paul Custom, I would I would get it relate because the new gold is like ugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's way too much. That's way too much. Yeah, the in old my gold trunk, is, is, in is, my trunk right know. now, is is a Les Paul Custom. Now it's go ahead, snobs. It's an Epiphone, but the thing looks money because it's 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 actual. It does look good. Played, aged gold hardware. It looks nice. awesome. Nice. It does look I'm good. selling it tonight, so it looks good. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but it, we were just talking about it, so I thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, but I, I, I just think that, I mean, as with most things on a guitar, I think you, you let them age out naturally. And, I mean, I know people spend a lot of money and time trying to make them look relic mm-hmm. or aged or whatever. But most purposefully relic guitars don't look natural to me my stepbrother has a 1974 20th anniversary les paul custom and it was wow. his, his dad's and he moved into a smaller house or whatever and i'm holding on to it for him now i saw this when i was 16 17 years old for the first time it's when you know my dad married his mom back in the day and it looked brand new the thing looked brand new like the gold on it was new? Absolutely. The gold on it looked like it was never touched. I mean, I don't think his dad played it much at all. And now... So it just would have been in a case the whole time. He keeps it in the case under the bed. Mm. and he, But That's he has been shame. playing it. He has been playing it. And I played it whenever I could when I was, you know, 17 years old. I mean, gosh, I couldn't afford something like that back in the day. But um, now it's finally... The gold is starting to tarnish away on it. It's great. Mm. But it's it's from 1974. It's like Florian. Do you ever yeah. have you ever been asked to put gold on your guitars? Oh yeah, and always refused. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> the gold well, rubbed I, off. No, it's it's just it's not fitting. Uh, on, yeah. On my stuff. With I, your and aesthetic. I and I almost always refuse to put um, chrome. Oh yeah, chrome. That's for sure. It's not going on on one of my guitars. Yeah, right. it has to be. It has to be satin. So it's interesting that you said it isn't fitting of your style because I'm just I'm just gonna I'm gonna walk the line right now. An, an ding, ding, all ding, black ding, 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 one of your guitars, all black with yeah. gold hardware. I think would actually look really <laughs> sick. Or yeah, all but, white, like fully all white, like painted me, neck let, white. Let me explain like, why I wouldn't do it cuz I have gold on my guitars. And it's it well, it's not gold, it's just brass. Uh-huh. But uh on my my bridge the 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 saddles are brass. Yep. The set screws for the knobs uh that raises now are brass. Mm-hmm. And the um, if you did so, like a black beauty style millimetric, you know, that's what I'm saying. It will have it will have less gold than a usual uh, custom less for hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will it will have a small appointment of gold. I would I would do it like in a, in flat black and stuff like that with 
mm-hmm. with a bit of a goal appointment, but not too much. You know, yeah. it, it, it has to be. To I'm me, like, it, it, it's, cool. it goes well on a, on a Les Paul, but uh, yeah. on my guitars, it has to be uh, tamed down a bit. Mm-hmm. I won't do like the whole bridge plate and the whole bridge saddles and uh, and tuners in gold. Mm-hmm. Would be well. I, well, I'm I'm talking, but I'm doing like a, a shoreline gold uh, <laughs> body, which which is like the the whole body in. But it's not real gold. It's just you know uh, yeah, faded like gold, faded dust gold kind of style. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's that's interesting. So all right, so gold, gold hardware. It looks great on a guitar, but don't expect it to be like that forever. Right. It's going to tarnish. Just let it tarnish, and it'll still look great. Yeah. Well, when you replaced, uh, when you put in your PAFs into my shirt and two, mm-hmm. it is noticeable. Like, yours, the covers on them are just, like, brand new gold. Right. Um, and and that it didn't bother me because I knew that they would age. So if you do have a guitar and you were experimenting and you're putting, you're getting new parts to replace, you know, as, as most people do as they're, you know, going through the stages of guitar ownership and things. Um, yeah. Then don't expect, don't worry if it's like, this is more gold than the other one. Yeah. It'll, it'll all even out eventually. Yeah. And you know, it's, if you've been playing a long time, you, you'll learn that just, it just fades away. You know, it's just the way it is. Unless yeah. you don't play it. So play it. That's even more reason to play it. Right. So if you get new gold, you got to play the crap out of it and right. don't clean it. Yeah. Just And leave it outside. Put it on the roof. You could do that. <laughs> in the microwave. Right. Right. Yeah, put it in the freezer. In the giant yeah. microwave. Put it in the, in the shed. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that's actually not a totally bad idea, right? Oh, that's Pretty- a very bad idea. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how do you how do you think uh, uh, the Trussard guitars are made? Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, think he, I think he just those pees are made on out them, of sheds. <laughs> right. Those are actually sheds. He opens a, a bottle of acid and, and just lets it yeah lets it be in there. Those are amazing. There that there was some so uh, there was some rumors about about like those guitars being buried and at, at the at the beginning, not a yeah. not, after, not now, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's a very interesting approach. Uh, anyway, it's cool. Good topic. Thank you. Brother man. All right. It was fun. Spinning the spins. Florian. Um, let's talk about finishes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, I, I saw on, uh, on the, 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 the Facebook group on the Gibson versus uh, Epiphone. Uh, yes. A guy said, like, give me any Gibson with the nitro finish. Okay. Any day. And I was like, eh. Uh-oh. I'm always like, I'm always like pain when I, when I saw somebody like uh, talking about the nitro finish. Because that's one thing I wish that could get out of the guitar business is nitro finishes. Okay. Really? Why? Oh, it's so, it's so dangerous for the, for the health of oh. the, of the builder. And your health, because uh, nitro finishes still. Uh, you meant gas, right? Did yeah, I get that right. Yeah, we yeah. Win. They're, I think they're degassing for about like ten or fifteen years after they're made. 
Mm. So yeah, I'm I'm always like, Ugh. is that why the uh, vintage uh, Gibsons like smell funny mm-hmm. because because of the nitro and that's why. Oh, uh, I'm not sure, but maybe yeah, yeah. The, well, the, also because crazy old men vintage case. But there, there is there is a reason why a lot of countries uh, forbidden the use of nitro. Interesting, but yeah. nitro crazes. Crazy what? It crazes. What is that? Tony knows what I'm saying. Crickety cracks. Crickety. Yeah. Yeah, but right. It's called craze. Okay. And, and truth be told, uh, the the formulation of nitro f- finishes right now is not the same as it was in the 50s and 60s. They add a lot of plasticizer to it. Yeah. I mean, this the stuff was a, a lot more volatile back during those days. Right. So okay, I'm gonna just, let me pause real quick on this. I, I, we still want to talk, but. For anybody out there who is listening and they're going like, I, I always hear the word nitro, I don't know what that means, or I hear poly, I don't know what that means, let's let's just do a brief breakdown of generally what the differences are between the two, and then carry on with said conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh... Florian, do you want to take that, or I can? I oh, can take t- it. Take it. Take it. You might. You might have better uh, understanding. Okay. So, what we what is commonly referred to as nitro mm-hmm. is actually celluloid nitrate. Okay. Um, that's the main ingredient, and typically, it's in the clear layer. Uh, you know, there's right. Fender custom colors and things like that were always done with essentially automotive paint, and of course, back then it was it was a lacquer based. Um, Today's lacquers are mostly acrylic lacquers. So it's a different formulation, although the colors might be the same. And then the top coats is what, you know, and nitro would be uh, basically the, the, the clear coat on the top. Um, what's nice about a nitro finish, I think, is that it can be shot really thin. Um, and that lends itself to, I guess, more openness of the wood. A poly finish is polyurethane, um, and I think where poly gets a bad rap is in its earliest forms. They used to, I mean, it was literally plastic coating a guitar. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> so when in its earlier forms, so like years, what are we talking? Well, I'm talking about when poly became more popular in the early '70s into okay. the '80s, yeah. even into the '90s. Some of it you could peel it off of the, the oh fenders. yeah, yeah, the the the, the 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 like early '80s. Uh, uh, Fender, uh, or the TRS, or, or exactly. They're they're <laughs> boat anchors too, man. They're yeah. heavy, but um, they've gotten. I mean, many builders have gotten really good at shooting light poly finishes, and in some cases, it's. I mean, the the one nice thing about poly is you can polish it so it looks like a mirror. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like crystal clear, like glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with a nitro finish. You still, it, the, the finish sinks. It's not a perfect finish. So, um, I mean, I know a lot of guys that, uh, that that prefer poly because they can get that nice look. Because they care yeah. a lot about appearance. Yeah. So, Just, like, especially if you're doing, like, a black guitar, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're going to be deeper. Yeah. You'll yeah. definitely be able to make it look more like a glass finish with right. poly versus uh, nitro. Right. But... You sacrifice potential. So, uh, for argument's sake, a guitar made now will, in in thirty years, will never look like 
a 30-year-old guitar does now. Might not. Yeah. Right? Because I, I think you're not going to get the checking. You're not going to have the, well, the yellowing. Maybe, 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 yes, you maybe can make no. it check. You can make it check with the temperature. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, but, the, it, but that's uh, not like real. That's not that's not checking in pressure areas or joint. That that's just like all over checking, right? Right. Because I've seen, I've seen. I think you're the Jaguar that you have. The orange Jaguar is a a mega checked. That's a nitro finish. That is. is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Well, some some builders also um, uh, fake the the yeah. checking with yeah. the uh, razor blades. Yeah, razor blades and stuff like that. Yeah, there's some. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, because I think in this, I want to say in the 70s when Fender did start using poly, uh, they didn't use poly on the on the face on the headstock. Yeah, because because, of the, because uh, the poly ate through the decal. Right. So, <laughs> so you can you can look at that old guitar that's poly except for the face of the of, you know where the decal is, and you'll see that that is checked, but the rest of the guitar is not checking because it's plasticized poly okay, but 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 let's just say that to be clear both, <laughs> both nitro and poly are plastic finishes on wood okay it's just the degree and and, and a lot of people the nitros claim or or you know why people like it a lot is because the finish can breathe maybe right. a little bit more right now are we saying the finish breathes yeah or the, the, the wood we're not saying the wood breathes i mean realistically it's if it's got well, by breathing, and meaning pop. moisture going in and out of the wood. Okay. It I is mean, letting if, out gas, so I guess it's farting, really. Yeah, kind of like Jared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nitro farts like no other finish. That's me. <laughs> Trademark. Well, I, I think I think you can you can um, obtain the same almost as a, even maybe thinner finishes with uh, more natural ways. But the problem is that it's. Those natural ways are more unstable um, mm-hmm. and not uh, not suit to uh, you know uh, production and stuff like that. So I believe uh, when we had Frank Dimel on, he was talking about he's trying out different uh, finishes. He's trying out all kinds of really unique things and di- different things based on environmental issues. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, curious is Frank, if you're listening, weigh in on this, buddy. <laughs> go to the group and, and 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 tell us what you're using and why. That'd be great. Well, and then there's people. I mean, there's uh, some companies are even using a water-based lacquer, which to me just defies all explanation. I mean, that 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 my head isn't wired that way to accept that a water-based lacquer will ever act the same way that yeah. a you know a, a true nitro or even a poly finish at that point. Hmm. Weird, strange. No, it's just, well. I think it's better to um, preserve the health of the workers than uh, the needs of the guitar players. <laughs> well, I disagree. <laughs> Let them eat cake. That's right. Uh, well, yeah, it's an interesting. It's an interesting topic, you know. Well, I think it's it's just going to get worse and worse. I mean, much like now we're dealing with uh, some of the regulations on rosewood and sure. sending guitars in and out of the country. Uh, I think the same thing is going to come down to. I now just it's tried it, to do that and got. That's right. That could be that's a good, right. that could be a good thing, gentlemen. I mean, for one, we'll be safer. But for two, the old guitars that we own now will only go up in value. Because oh yeah, you can't yeah. make them like that anymore. Yeah, interesting. So, well, 
Good one, Florian. Yeah, Look at you thanks. bringing the big ideas. Oh, man. Wee! <laughs> 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 Thank you. Okay. Antoine? Well, I think, uh, speaking of Frank Dimel, mm-hmm. um, this is kind of in reaction to a, uh, I think, uh, was, was it in the Washington Post? It was an article about the state of the guitar industry. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And um, so... Um, I, I, I mean, I, much of what I read in the article, I think, was relatively accurate. But some of the things that, that I that I maybe took issue with were, um, I, well, let me just start by saying I think large manufacturers are in a really bad spot right now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I think part of it is I think they've lost touch with what made them great in the 50s and 60s and even in, well, let's not, we'll skip over the 70s into the 90s. Just look at at Gibson. Well, that's just (laughs) it. And and let's talk about Gibson. This one just really, there is a $5,700 custom shop, Les Paul, that has a built-in overdrive. Overdrive. Yeah. Now, if you want to put a built-in overdrive, put it in an Epiphone. Put it in your low-end Gibson guitar. Yeah. Don't How's put that, it in a $5,700 Les Paul. Well, Why not, is that $5,700? Anyway, go ahead, Florian. Yeah, to me, to me that's, mo- that's not the most uh, ridiculous uh, thing about, about the price. To me, the, the most ridiculous thing about the price is the way it's made hmm. and how much it costs. Because they, they, they can't possibly like justify the price of a Les Paul now because they're all made with a with the CNC which it, I'm, I'm not like uh, I'm not bothered by but I'm not I'm just bothered by the price you know uh, if a, a, a guitar is made by a CNC it shouldn't be that price it shouldn't be that price because you can't justify a, a price that high for something like that it's they they can make like uh, I don't know uh, I don't know how much they make a, a day but it's a that's lot. that's yeah that's where that's where it's ridiculous you know because that so as a builder um, now granted your guitars are very unique um, yeah but if we're talking about that sort of like where does the price come from do we think that that price is coming from the the sticker. On the headstock, yeah, no, or do you think the, it's coming from the paint or the well? In, what? The, in this case, this now this is custom shop. Yeah, so I've been. So those both, are hand built, right? Well, custom they're shops. more hand built. Yeah, but, but to give you an idea of the difference between what happens at the Gibson factory, mm-hmm. where they have a a top carver that does a dozen tops at a time, right? CNC controlled. At the custom shop, they actually have some of the old Kalamazoo tooling, right? Which basically requires more hand controlling so they'll have basically a top on one side and on the other side is the carving thing and they're going it's like kind of like a panograph kind of thing yeah so they have a lot of the old equipment so that i i can forgive well not really but i guess a five thousand dollar less paul made in the custom shop i think is forgivable to some degree yeah it doesn't sound like you do though 
<laughs> and it's a lot of money for a guitar. It's a lot of money. It's a, it, I mean, for, a Gip, for a Gibson, yeah. Yeah. For one, one with no provenance. Correct. Or that aging that we were talking about, or it was, you know. But know. this has the, the 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 burst driver or whatever they're calling it. I mean that yeah. that just uh, that that just uh, just blew me away that they would do something like that. So, um, getting back to the state of the industry, so I think the big builders and big manufacturers are having trouble because you know they're it's almost like they've diluted all the, that they've done over the years. I mean, I think if Gibson wanted to make money. Build Les Pauls, build Flying Vs, build Explorers, build the stuff that built the company. That's right. Um, Simplify it too. Yeah. I mean, don't, I, I, I have yet to understand why they would try, why Gibson in particular would try to build a, a sub $200 guitar or whatever they're doing. Well, that was the Epiphone. I'm sorry. But, yeah. but they had some sub 400 or sub $500 guitars. Put that in the Epiphone line. Yeah, let, let let them take that. And, They've and been fenders, doing that for years. Yeah, I know. I, uh, maybe they just had a big pallet of wood that they had to go through right. or whatever. But um, but you know, Fender is guilty of the same things, and, and a lot of larger manufacturers are having trouble. Uh, yeah, but I financially. think I think, Fen I think Fender is doing better than Gibson. I think that's that's probably a fair assessment. But um, yeah. But but the other part of that is in why I wanted to talk about it, and I and the article did kind of mention this or touch on it a little bit, is I think today there are probably more small builders and boutique builders mm -hmm. oh, yeah. than there have ever been. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, while there may be fewer actual guitar players out there uh, generationally, I mean they're they're talking about you know even a guitar hero, a new guitar hero won't help the business end of it. I, I think there's well, you know, Ernie Ball uh, got a lot of heat for trying to do that, basically making a guitar hero with the St. Vincent model guitar. And it is it a very polarizing conversation that I was tracking. And the idea of like, why are you shoving this guitar slash bow tie <laughs> hero behind it who isn't really a guitar god at all? Yeah. Kind of things like, what? what is this? No, we choose who that is. You don't choose who that is for us. Right. And yeah. that was kind of the, yeah, the interesting I, I, I conversation. Yeah, Gibson that. charges buku dollar for their artist series. Whether thing. she's good or not, or you like the guitar or not, is not the question. Because, I mean, I think it was a good looking guitar, but it seemed really hyped. Yeah. But other than that, I have no opinion on it. Yeah. Right. But I, I think one one point with uh, that is linked to that article is uh, you could link the, the thing where. Uh, people say that millennials uh, kill uh, old brands and stuff like that. I think yeah. it's just because uh, the young, the younger uh, buyers are not interested anymore in in those kind of you know BS uh, products, and they yeah. want to move on and they want to have uh, fresher, uh, more close to them products. You know. Yeah. So, and I think that's that's the same with. Uh, Sitar Genter and uh, all the other stuff, all the other stores, you know, it's it's all the same. It's they're tired about how they do business. They they don't want to be, you know, uh, just like uh, cows that be are that are being milked, you know. Uh, right. 
And Good that's, analogy. Yeah, I think that yeah that that that's that's pretty true. And I, but but it's what what's really interesting is all of the smaller builders, uh, people like yourself, and you know uh, that are doing really cool custom work, things that are driving, outside. Yeah, yeah, uh, thinking outside of the box, I guess. Yeah. Rather than. I mean, I, yeah. You just just look at the, the the last model that Gibson uh, just put out. It was really not interesting. Uh, I mean, I would I would like to talk to a, a designer of Gibson and see and ask why did you do that? Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that the answer would be, well, our investors told us to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that's that's the problem usually because. With a big company that is not uh, that is uh, trying to find uh, ways to make money now, the problem is usually with their investors because the investors have bad ideas and they think they can make a buck, uh, like they like they they think they could, but it's not it's not true. And putting out a guitar like they did, like the last one is like, I mean, it looks like a, a cross between a Les Paul and a PRS, and it's really boring. I mean. When I saw it, I was like, "Okay, just just go back, go back to the Les Paul, and that, yeah. that's okay, you know." So the interesting thing, you know, you're talking about millennials not wanting the. I hate. I'm in the marketing industry. It's like I absolutely hate saying that word more than any other word in the English language. Millennial. I hate. Stop. How about Mjolnir? <laughs> Mjolnir. I like it. I like saying Mjolnir. Um, there it is. <laughs> so I think one of the things that drives decisions now is we want authenticity. Yeah. Not only do we want authenticity, we want a thumbprint. Yeah. We want a unique thumbprint. Most people, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that's any one age group. Because that's why you want to buy, you know, certain people like Jared want to buy a really old, you know, guitar that has that's a certain been, yeah, something. That's beat. But that's used. the minute one thing that, that we're, you know, this brand that we're talking about has released an inordinate amount of models of the exact same guitar. Therefore, almost completely negating the signature aspect of that guitar. Because now you, it's just, it's so diluted with, well, which one is it? Well, which, you know, I, you can look it up on the internet. You, you can't even tell what you, what model your guitar is sometimes. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at, like, the blue books and things like that. I mean, what started with, like, a, a two-page yeah. tele section or yeah. strat section is now ten pages long because right. there's all of these different models. So it's an interesting problem that they're, because, they're, look, they're never going to stop making that because it is an iconic and it's a great it's a great product. It's just it's skewed right now because you know there's questionable decisions, mostly being questioned by consumers. Nobody else really. So interesting. We'd love to hear what you guys think about this as well. Please let us know. Please weigh in. Yeah. yeah. On any of I the, am uh, not an expert at anything. Any of the great <laughs> bags. Please share your opinion. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, Florian, was that is that uh, you have anything else to add there, man? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, that's a... Okay. Okay. Mine's, mine's not uh, controversial. Yeah, what's yours? What's yours? I want to know, just preference, really, more than anything. Um, I'm interested in having a few pedal board people on. And I like pedals and pedal boards. 
there are many different oh, kinds. A bunch of them. But I'm just curious if you, what your guys' preferences are as far as pedal board goes. Do you like uh, like a pedal train style where it's just it's all metal, uh, easily accessible? Do you like the idea of having a wood wedge um, or even a wood wedge with the suitcase top? I think those are pretty cool. Um, the flat boards that are, you know, with the aluminum sides uh, and, the, and the handles that just lay completely flat that you just put right into a flight case kind of thing. Curious. Florian, what well, do you like? I, I mean, you, you could say make, a different one, too. I used to make billboards. Ha. So, uh, Why yeah. don't you any longer? <laughs> uh, well, I will restart doing billboards, but um, I was so busy with the uh, with the guitarist that I couldn't make any boards and cabs and uh, stuff like that. But I will restart because I will uh, go full-time pretty soon cool um, when you were making them uh, obviously you were aware of other people making them yeah what yeah. were your thoughts on what you were seeing versus what you were doing well uh, uh, one thing that I, that you can see in in that um in that business if i if i may say um is that a lot of them are pretty much made the same uh it's a slanted top and uh some sides and with that is, that are jointed with the you know uh, the usual uh, um, I don't know how you call that in English um, well uh, a fancy uh, dovetail joint. joint yeah dovetail yeah. joints thank you fancy English yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, the joint is fancy yeah. not the you, word is, in French you just call it a dovetail uh, a poor no 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 no, no, no. It's, it's, way, it's way more fancy than that than it's que la ronde oh man Ooh, that sounds oh, yeah. even better oh, I want one of them <laughs> you take me to dinner too <laughs> <laughs> oh man I don't know where that but, came from yeah, yeah that's that I think that was the, the kind of because uh, a lot of the builders in the pedalboard world uh, went uh, under because they were all making the same and right. Uh, so there is some uh, exceptions. Um, uh, I don't remember any names, but uh, some people are doing uh, like flatboards or a um, uh, mix of aluminum and uh, wood sides and. Uh, I think it's there is one German that that makes like crazy fancy aluminum uh, things, uh, which is called Hellborg, I think. I'm not, I'm not Hel sure. Hellborg? Yeah, no, Hellborg. Borg. Oh, uh, Hellborg. B o r g. I think. I'm, Hellborg. Okay. I, I'm not sure. I, I'll okay. try to find a link and put it on the on the Facebook group. Okay. Uh, and there are, there is also like the the temple thing. Yeah, temple board. Ah, there is a lot of solutions in the in the pillboard. Uh, but there, the, there are. The, What's your preference? Um, now I I think I would go with the with the flatboard because uh, it's when you want to change and you have like space problems, uh, it mm -hmm. tends to be cheaper. So you know uh, you can change and switch easier. You mean like and getting that, that, a, a bigger board or adding to? Yeah, it? That, that's kind of why I. I Stop doing pellboards also because I was like, okay, I, I will sell pellboard to a client and he may not need that in you know uh, six months or uh, ten months, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, the one thing that you have uh, advantage-wise is that you can sell somebody 
your guitar, which is uniquely millimetric, yeah. and a cab, which yeah. would be uniquely millimetric, and a pedal board, which would be uniquely millimetric. That's really cool. That's a sweet S-U-I-T-E, sweet, and S-W-E-E-T, sweet. It's a sweet, sweet. Yes. Sweet, sweet. But one thing that once one thing that I was uh, uh, worried about, too, is you have to have a pretty huge case to put the, your wooden pedal boards in if you're touring and stuff like that. Well, that's where those uh, suitcase uh, top extensions come into come into play, which I think are really cool. Yeah, if you're flying, no. Yeah, not so much if you're flying, but yeah, you need you need the whole flight case if you're or, or or that is a carry-on. I mean, I guess that's. Yeah, maybe you're, that's you're gonna, really you're what gonna get trouble with is. the customs. <laughs> maybe. I mean, if you're have, going have, you, have you ever seen the the guy from the the modular synthesizers uh, trying to cross the the borders with? No. Oh, that, that there is some forums or pictures of that, and it's so funny. Like oh, all nice. the the customs agents are like, "What the f- s'il vous plaît?" Is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, Jared, what do you what do you like? Well, I like what I have now. And a sea of wire. Shocker. Yeah, you're right. It is kind of a gaggle at home, but um, I'm improving on that. Yeah. I am improving on what I'm... I have this small uh, Korg. No, what it's is a, it? It's a, like a old 80s relic. It's a pla- It's a, it's a, a plastic with, thing. With all the connections oh, already in it. Oh, yeah. 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 Is it Cork or is it Boss? It's, I think that was the boss. first. Yeah, it's an old Boss one. But it was, I think that that was the first thing when I walked in. I was like, oh, man, you got to do something with that. <laughs> <laughs> it is old. What yeah. I love about it, though, is it's got tons of 9-volt outputs. Now we got to help you out with that. You know what? I do need to improve on there's my a, There's a couple. Check it out. Sure. I know for certain a couple of the ones that we're looking at. There are a couple uh, pedal board builders, shocker, in Ohio. Hit us up. Help Jared out. He help needs me out, help. man. I need a nice pedal board. Now I don't like the raised. I mean, I'm six foot six. I don't need to, you know. I don't need a big well, raised it's not on, board. Like bleachers or anything, right? But some of them are really well, they're angles, crazy. You know, so you I, don't, I don't like to, the heavy angles. I like right. flat on the. I like a nice flat down on the floors because that's what I'm used to. Okay, been playing that way all my life. So. Okay, but uh, yeah, help me out. I need. I need a bunch of crazy stuff. I need a, a new selector box or whatever. So ABY. An ABY, ABY, ABY. Um, I know for certain that there are a handful of guys in our vicinity that are making some custom pedal boards that yeah. are pretty cool. So we're going to look okay. into that. But I'm, I'm not just going to limit it to whoever is near us. I just happened to say that because I was surprised as I was looking into... Okay, let's let's uh, look at some pedal board guys. Um, yeah. How many were in the general area? I was like, wow, that's that's a lot. Maybe not a lot, but I was just surprised that, that there were that many. You either get a flat one, you get an angled wood one, or you get a metal bars one. So that seems to be what your what the choices are these days. Which, yeah, that's fine unless you want to make your own, and that's that's fine too. My thing with those is. I don't want to spend more on a pedal board and all the things to make the pedal board usable than I do on the pedals. So we just watching <laughs> John Scofield. <laughs> I just totally blanked out. Okay. Hang on. Okay. Nailed it. Okay. Wait. 
That was an obvious cut because something hilarious happened and we just had to get our laughs out. Yep. Okay. I was just watching this thing on uh, on that pedal show and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. Uh, I'm holding. Oh, no, my eyeballs. Are you, are you my ver- eyelids. I got sweating. the vapors. <laughs> are you verklempt? <laughs> All right. You verklempt. All right. Here we go. All right, that was an obvious cut because some hilarity happened and we just had to get that, all, all that out. <clears throat> I'm not crying, I'm trying not to laugh again. So we're just watching this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hang on. <laughs> okay, pedal board show. He's that pedal board show. Oh, I love the show. Dan and Mick, hi guys. Yeah. I don't have a horn to honk. Uh, we're, they were building a, a custom board for John Schofield. Uh, and they were just using um, a pedal train, a, I think a 24-inch pedal train. Dan's putting that thing together, and he that's what he does on a massive scale, to build amazing pedal boards. So he was making this little pedal board almost equally amazing, and I, I was just going like, wow, that's, that's, that's a lot that's going into that little pedal board, um, which is cool if you have it, but if you don't, you know, trying to make it, so it isn't super messy and you don't have issues and things aren't falling off and your power's running right and everything. It's a lot to think about. Anyways, that's probably another topic altogether, but mm, I think it may be a slightly bigger board, maybe a totally flat one might be the trick, but who's to know? I'm going to explore it a little bit. Do it. Yes. All right. That was fun. Time for... Would you rather? Oh, very nice. The golden-throated Jared. That's right. Okay. Our would you rather for this week is... Would you rather have a boutique guitar made for you, or would you rather have a uh, major brand custom shop guitar? Which would... Would you choose? Because there, there's benefits to both of them, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I was just looking at your body language, and you're actually talking like, like I was talking like to our audience is right in our room here. Well, that's right. kind of nice, I guess. Yeah, just so everybody out there knows that. Okay, boutique, uh, bespoke boutique guitar, that's or right. major major label custom shop guitar. That's right, Tony. I think it would really Ooh. depend huh. on what I was oh going for. All right. Okay, let's just say I needed a... It can't be a Rickenbacker. No, I'm, <laughs> let's just say I needed a Les Paul-style guitar. Okay. Does, does Rickenbacker have a consumption? No, no, that's all he not. likes, though. I like <laughs> <just> everything. <laughs> I like okay. everything. All right. But anyhow, um, you know, because even boutique builders are really not allowed to use... A Gibson headstock. Sure. Put a Gibson logo on it and that right. sort of thing. Um, some of the so-called, you know, tribute or copy guitars just don't look right unless they have the proper appointments. Sure. You know, they put a different logo on whatever wrong shape headstock. To me, it always looks wrong. Now, so if, if, if I were in the market for something that was that specific and, you know, whether it be a Gibson or a Fender or whatever, I'd probably go with the custom shop. But okay. um, 
I prefer more oddball things, and I like to be able to well, choose. So you just chose two, two things. You can't choose two. Well, two no, I was, I was saying this. If I would do it, I would go that way. You get one. Oh, man. Tony. Boutique is Have you not done brother. this with us before? I know that you have. <laughs> is, this, is this a new show? It's, <laughs> no, you, is this a new segment? This is Would You Rather, so you have to pick no, one of I think I was trying to explain. I, w- I was explaining my final answer in the form right. of an overextended Why, why you would want both of them. Right. Yeah. Um, so, all that being said, I would probably go for the... Uh, the boutique builder, because one, I could pick, most boutique builders will allow you to pick pickups and other appointments and, and things like control. that. I think you, you're, you're more involved with the process, I think, in yeah. general. Okay. So I, I think if I were, you know, going to spend four or $5,000, that's what I'd probably go with a boutique builder. Mm. Okay. Unless I, unless I was looking for something like a actual. Right. And for the record, at no point ever in my life will I ever be allowed to spend that much money on a guitar. Why? Because I've got responsibilities, man. Like, uh, just, I'm, I'm just like a real dude. Your, just sell all of your guitars and buy one. I, yeah. I don't operate <laughs> like that. Done. And I know Done a lot deal. of our listeners don't yeah. either. But this is just fantasy land. So Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And, yeah. and in case my wife is listening in, I... I would never spend yeah. four to five either, <laughs> man. That's crazy. That's just yes. crazy. <laughs> All right. Florian. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know well, you're a little bit biased, but... Yeah, I'm biased. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm a builder. Let's say you I, wanted a good guitar, though. Oh, man. Oh, come on. Oh, ouch, ouch. Ouch. Uh, no, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm always on the on the choice side, and you can you can choose multiple stuff with the with the build, boutique builder, and you're probably getting more uh, for your money. I think. I agree. It, dep- it, it, it depends on the builder, but usually you're getting more for the money than uh, let's say let's say you buy a, a four thousand uh, dollar Gibson. Uh, for that price, you can have like a whole lot of uh, nicer. Uh, boutique uh, builder made guitar I think hmm. yeah I, and I think well you certainly have more range in, yeah in choices yeah. of said guitar you can spend half that you could spend more than that it depends it depends on if you want to be original and have something that you know uh, catch the eye or something that is you know a classic yeah and even then, uh, there is a lot of uh, really good builders that makes you know uh, uh, not copies, but really uh, a bit too much inspired. <laughs> yeah. Sense, but okay, interesting I, how you worded that. <laughs> uh, well, you, you know me, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I yeah I, I I think the other things that you get. I mean, there's. On, on hand-built guitars that I own, there is a certain mojo, and whether it's mm-hmm. just in my head or whatever, but it, there's always seems to be something a little bit more. Maybe the wood quality is a little bit better. Um, okay. Go ahead, Jared. Yeah. I think, um, I think I'm definitely going to pick the, uh, the boutique because, as you guys said before, you have control over the build mostly actually um in most cases and you should for that kind of money and 
we're not even saying money right now. Like, honestly, it's more, it's the idea. It, even if it was only boutique. $500. All day boutique. Let's say a, a major brand guitar was $500. Right. It, it, it's not about the money. It's about the principle. It's, it, for it's me, it's, it's about being involved because I know exactly what I want. Okay. I know the neck that I like. I know the fretboards that I like. Everything. I know everything that I like down to... Which I'm going to throw out something that's very interesting about what you're just saying. Because everything that you're saying that you like can all be traced back to a major brand. That's exactly right. That's an interesting mm. argument. About a major brand that built him a lot differently. That's, well, all, that's, I'm that's just practically like, a conundrum. In the, 19, is, that in the is, early 1960s. I conundrumized you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank I'm, you for that. I am going to go with a boutique as well. Uh, I, I, For me, it is not about quality of wood. It is not about how who was the name of the person that, that w- was... Uh, well, actually, it kind of is. It's actually all about that. I want, I want to be connected with the person who made that. Yeah. So I, I, that to me is I, I'm investing in more than the instrument. I'm. It's instant provenance. It's 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 an instant story. It inherently would have more value to me. Uh, and I think someone else who might be interested in it should they want it down the line. Regardless of quality of build, of type of wood, of appointments being made, it's simply the idea that in this world we have few things that are authentic anymore, truly authentic. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it also goes uh, for, for like that for the builder. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of my customers became friends, and I think that's something that is kind of priceless uh so yeah well actually it, it was exactly how many dollars are you t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it could always go the other way too just kidding <laughs> <laughs> with a bad experience it could always yeah. go the other way too so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. and it happens yeah. it does that's, that's why that's why i say most yeah, right? yeah. customers no, so I think we're, it happens. We, it we've happens. all we've all it's it's the boutique wins out. Yeah, four for four. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Well, that was fun. A lot of explanation on that one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what really uh, lay out. Some, hey, can't, can't wait to see the Facebook group. Yeah, man. the Facebook <laughs> results should be interesting to see. Yeah. 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 Weigh in, man. For sure. All right. Hey, guys, we want to thank the executive producers, Tom Barazin and Martin Cliff, for their support of our podcast. If you would like to become an executive producer, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs to find out how. Do it. And with that, can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Subscribe. Yeah. I got to get my last burp out. <laughs> had to do that like did you crop dust us in here no okay yeah pizza burns okay a little bit well that's it for these knobs please visit our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the guitar for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at 
guitar knobs. Catch you next time.